you ready? It's time for Talk to Me Tuesday podcast. Here's your host, NFL veteran, motivational speaker, educator, and father, Ricky Sapp. What's up? What's up? It's Talk to Me Tuesday, your favorite day of the week. Hope you're having a great Tuesday so far. Talk to me. I have missed you guys. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you are ready to have a great show. But before we move any farther, I want to say thank you guys for taking the time to listen and watch my podcast. Look, I love you. Let's get started. Look, I want to say shout out to everyone that listened outside of the country. I got two new countries that are listening, uh, Belgium and Taiwan. Now, look, I think I'm saying that right. I got some people that's watching live. Am I saying that right? <laughs> I want to make sure I'm saying that right. But I have two new countries that's listening to my podcast, and I am very thankful. So I want to say welcome to everyone that's watching live and to everyone that may be listening uh, to my podcast, whatever it may be. So hope you guys are ready to have a great show. I do have an incredible guest tonight. I had him last week, but we had some technical difficulties and uh, we we couldn't get it worked out. But I do have him ready tonight and I'm going to bring him on uh, as we get into the show. And I will tell you all about him. His name is David J. And he is over in Memphis and he is the dope educator. Um, I can't wait to get him on. He went viral for his handshakes. So he would do a handshake with every kid. Uh, and it was dope to see. Now, actually tonight he was on ABC, I believe, because he just went viral again for doing handshakes without touching the kids at all. Uh, and it's so amazing to see. I can't wait to bring him on so he can, so you guys can hear uh, his story. Um, but I am excited to have him. So, Hope you guys are ready. So I want to say this. Auntie Cindy is back and she's watching. Guys, Auntie Cindy says she had to upgrade her cell phone. <laughs> so here's my questions for you, Auntie Cindy. What kind of cell phone did you have before this? I know you had an iPhone, but what kind of phone uh, was it? Look, I want to go ahead and say what's up to everybody that's watching live. Auntie Cindy, of course, is watching. Uh, my boy Brandon is watching. Mrs. Wilson is watching, and Brittany P is in the building watching. Uh, Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. Uh, Hope your Monday was great. (laughs) Here's my question for you guys. Did you guys enjoy the Monday dance? (laughs) If you guys didn't know, I dance every Monday. And for the last two Mondays, I've been dancing with a teacher that works at the school where, where I coach um, high school football and sub at uh, Miss Edge. And uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying uh, the dance videos. Auntie Sydney say recycled iPhone. <laughs> so Auntie Sydney, do you know what number the iPhone is? Is it the iPhone 10, 11, 9, uh, what it is? <laughs> this is Talk To Me Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. 
Hope you're ready to have a great show. Look, I love you. I love you, love you, love you. Look, hope you guys um, enjoyed uh, the Sunday message. If you didn't, don't worry. I got you covered. In a minute, I'm going to tell you guys uh, about the Sunday message. If you didn't know, I do go on Facebook on Sundays and I do uh, encouragement Sunday segment. This past Sunday, I cooked turkey meatballs and veggies on my live. <laughs> and some of you that's watching right now on Crowdcast, maybe you guys saw it or not, but people really enjoyed it. I had a great time. If you guys didn't know, I don't eat beef or pork. So one of the things that I eat a lot of is turkey. And this past Sunday, I did turkey meatballs and vegetables. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's a little meal prep. It's a little meal prep. So so I'm going to eat off of turkey meatballs and veggies for lunch all week. (laughs) Auntie Sydney said, I should have listened about saving money. iPhone X. (laughs) It's never too late, though, Auntie Sydney. But it sounds like you needed to get a new phone. Look, speaking of food, I have a poll question for you guys. And for all of my my people that's listening on the podcast and and not watching, here's my poll question. Who has the best fast food burgers ever? Look, this thing keeps coming up because me and my son has, has this debate. Who has the best fast food burgers ever? The dope educator just checked in. Brother, I'm going to bring you on in a minute. I'm glad you are here. Hey, look, this is my poll question. Who has the best fast food burgers ever? Look, McDonald's is my choice. Burger King, Sonic, Cookout, In-N-Out Burger. Let's see, Five Guys, Smash Burger, Water Burger. What do you guys think? Look. Here's my take on this, and I'm very passionate about this. And I'm gonna tell you guys, I think McDonald's has the best fast food burgers ever. I want you guys to just think about this. Listen to me, catch this now. The Big Mac, the double quarter pounder, and the one and only that double cheeseburger. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in college, I lived off that double. Cheeseburger. They only cost a dollar in college. And I was broke in college. <laughs> so we lived off that double cheeseburger. But Auntie Sydney said Hardee's. See, I thought about putting Hardee's up here because I used to eat Hardee's um, burger too. Um, they had a really good burger. Now, this is back when I when I was eating beef. Of course, I don't eat beef now. Uh, but I'm telling you, I gotta go with McDonald's. I need you guys to think about how good that Big Mac tastes. There's, I can't think of any fast food place where a burger even comes close to tasting like that Big Mac. That sauce! The Big Mac sauce. And then, come on now, the double quarter pounder? Let's go! And then, the double cheeseburger. So, again, I am very passionate about this topic. Who has the best fast food burgers? I'm going McDonald's. I, I, I think McDonald's has the best fast food burgers ever. And I think CP agrees too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So far in the poll, somebody said five guys. So I had five guys a long time ago. Five guys was good. Five guys was good. Auntie Cindy said Hardee's. I don't know about that. I don't know about Hardee's. But I remember when I was eating Hardee's, uh, Hardee's was um, definitely legit. Definitely legit. Look, 
Here's what I got next for you guys. My Sunday message was take a chance in your life. My son, who is 17, and he is uh, ready to get his license. And as we, we drive around, I'm just telling him little things. I'm telling him about how he has he have to drive um, not only for himself, but he has to be cautious of other drivers, too. And the one thing that I keep seeing as we, we out here driving is that people will take a chance on their life. Man, I saw it today, man. People just jumping out in front of other people and speeding around people. Like, what is it about people that when they drive, like, they just take chances, man. <laughs> like, they'll speed out in front of people and not afraid to get hit. You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy to me. But what keep coming, what keep uh, coming to my mind is why can't we take those chances on our life, on our personal life and try to become the best versions of, of, of ourselves? So my message was Sunday was take a chance in your life. And then my second part of that message was fight. We are in a time right now in this world where we have to fight because the world will keep throwing punches. And uh, we have to continue to throw punches back and fight. My words was family and bold. I think right now, more than ever, we need to um, check on our family. We need to visit our family. And as I'm saying that, I have to do the same thing. Um, I've, 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 I've never really done a, a great job of visiting family a lot. And that's something I have to get back to doing. And then bold. We have to be bold. We have to continue to um, tell the world what we want and what we don't want. So that was my message on Sunday. And that was my words. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Look, Auntie Cindy said, bacon and Swiss burger at Hardy's of Bamberg. <laughs> Man, I wish I still eat, uh, was eating beef. I, I definitely would uh, get me a Hardy's burger. <laughs> Look, I hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. This is Talk to Me Tuesday. Are you guys ready for David J, the dope, the, the, the dope educator, because I think he is on and he is ready uh, for you guys. But before I bring him on, I I hope that you guys are truly having a great Tuesday and I'm excited to bring this guy on. I'm going to get him, get him on here. And uh, I think you guys are going to be excited to hear his story. Um, again, just to tell you a short story about him. He went viral, you know, from doing handshakes with his kids. And when I saw it, me being, you know, an advocate for kids, right away I said, man, I got to I gotta link up with this brother because I thought it was amazing. He just went viral again for his handshakes. But this time, because of the pandemic, he don't even touch the kids, but he's still, <laughs> they're still doing some dope handshakes without dapping each other up and he was on i think it was at abc tonight was that was that what it was jay i think he was on abc tonight for going viral so look i'm going to bring him on and we're going to dive in and we're going to talk to this brother and we are going to uh have some fun but before we do that melissa from the queen city is in the building <laughs> David J, are you ready to come on, brother? We are going to bring you on, and we're going to get this show popping. Hope you guys are ready for my brother. I just sent the invite to him. We'll see if he pops up. Um, look, spring break is coming up uh, for us over here in Murder Beach. If you guys didn't know, I am a substitute teacher, 
and I'm a long-term sub right now at St. James High School. And we are uh, uh, going on spring break this Friday. And look, I'm excited. <laughs> the kids are excited. And uh, I can't wait to take a little break. So here go my brother. Brother, my brother. My brother, how you doing? Talk to me Tuesday. I want you guys to say what's up to the dope educator. What's up, good people? What's going on, good people? Hello, hello. Hey, so look, I I told them a little bit about you, but let me tell you about uh, the people that listen to this show and follow this show. Uh, they are truly an amazing group of people. Um, they're passionate. Uh, and they have been with me for, man, the last two years. So uh, I love them, and uh, I'm so excited to have you on the show, man. Thank you for taking the time, man. I know you big time and all that. <laughs> I love you big time. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm I'm man, I'm I'm so grateful, man, and honored, man. Uh just to, to, to be here, man. Shout out to all the people joining. Uh man, I'm blessed, man. Great and grateful, man. So look, let's let's jump right in, man. So David J, you are born in Mississippi. Yes, sir. But you live over in Memphis. Yes, sir. All right. So tell us, you know, how did you get into the school system, man? Like, like how did that all uh go down? Uh, well, man, actually, uh, what's crazy, man, I took the untru- the untraditional route, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I never wanted to, to be a teacher, never wanted to go into education. Man, I was in uh, Atlanta, you know, I was going to acting, thought I was going to be an actor, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I had a bad accident, sent me back home. So I went back, uh, came back to, uh, to, to Memphis, man, Mississippi. It's actually my uh, hometown. I was born in Memphis, raising a small town called Coldwater, Mississippi. If you blink, you'll miss it. <laughs> so, man, um, so I, you know, I came home, man, and um, I was at another broken egg, right? My favorite brunch spot, another broken egg. Mm-hmm. I was eating and I bumped into my principal who happens to be from my hometown, right? And he asked me a, criti- a, 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 a critical question. <clears throat> he said, do you still have a passion uh, for for teaching because we we need more black men in education. Mm-hmm. So my initial response was uh, yes, I you know I have a passion uh, for kids, but I did not know by me simply saying yes, this is going to open up the doors and unlock the potential for for my future, man. So uh, so so for anybody watching, I say that man just by simply saying yes and just to being obedient. To your purpose, man, that will open up doors, man, that you could ever imagine. I never saw myself being an educator. And most importantly, I never saw so many doors opening uh, for me just by walking in through education, man. So I'm blessed, man. So you got to tell us about the acting. Uh, What kind of acting was you doing before you, 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 you went back to Memphis? Man, I was actually in uh, Greenleaf, man. I did seven... Episodes on Greenleaf, man. Uh, BT, uh, the, the Quad, mm-hmm. uh, man. I did uh, Tyler Perry. If Love You Is Wrong, one episode on that, man. So you know, I had a, a lot of small roles, man. So, uh, but I was grateful just to be, you know, a, a, a part of it, you know. So that yeah, was a lot of small roles, man. man that's so, awesome, man. That's a major, you know. <laughs> well, but I, was there. <laughs> I well, I think you would definitely. You know, maybe eventually get back to doing that, man. Um, so you start in the school now. Now, what's the name of the school, and what grade were were are you teaching? Man, uh, Hickory Ridge Elementary School. I teach fifth grade English language arts. Wow. Now, 
you started out as a substitute teacher and then it turned into you being there long term. Man, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So if we backtrack, you know, mm-hmm. and if we can make a, you know, a long story short and a short story long, I was a labor coordinator for this striking company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before I even got into acting, okay? So uh, basically, I would coordinate I would coordinate strikes. So there was a teacher strike going on. Yeah. More teachers to actually work that teacher strike, right? So the senior coordinator was like, hey, Dave, don't you got a degree in English? I'm like, yeah, I got a degree in English. I ain't trying to <laughs> walk into no school system. You know, I don't know. I've never been in, 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 to the school system. But so I ended up walking to this, that school system, man, and I, I was the interim um, seventh grade English teacher for a whole month, man. Um, I only had one black kid. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you it was the greatest experience of my life, all of those kids, man, they gravitated towards me and I gravitated towards them just as much. And man, and that just kind of gave me the preview of my future, man. So uh, that kind of just showed me if I was great, then it must be something inside of me, man. So I demonstrated to have the proclivity of a teacher even years before I even started. Wow. So you have to tell me how did the handshakes come about? And then, you know, we will talk about the words of affirmation because I saw some of your videos where you have the kids say words of affirmation, which I think is powerful. But tell me how did the handshakes come about? Because that's what went viral. Yeah. So tell us about that. Man, see, what's, what's crazy is this. Me and my best friend, uh, we've been friends 20 plus years, right? And we always had this secret handshake uh, uh, growing up. I always had this, this handshake going, right? So I was just fascinated, man. I just love doing secret handshakes. So when I got into education, man, I just took that same that same bond that I had with my uh, best friend. I said, yo, I got I got 75 best friends now, baby. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was motivated to to kind of build that relationship, man, showing kids that, hey, you're more than just a, 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 a test score. You know, I know they put this, this emphasis on the, 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 the test scores and that's cool, right? But I want kids to understand that you're more than just a test score. I care about you. you know, uh, uh, like, I really love you. Like, you know, I've said this several times. You have to be able to catch the fish before you can clean the fish. Many people are trying to clean a fish that they haven't even caught yet. So how can you expect a child to learn in class every single day when you don't even know if this kid got running water? You, you don't know if that kid slept the night before. But then we want kids to, to come to class and be, be engaged. No, we have to do something to, to make the kid want to learn more. And if that kid knows that you care for them, if that child knows that you can look at them and see something more than just a test score, they would go above and beyond because they know they have someone that really believes in them. So that's it, man. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry, man. That, that is powerful, man. Um, I want to say this. Uh, Julie Cooper said that you bring joy and you are everything a teacher should be. Thank you, Julie. Um, so much. That is powerful. So, man, so now you are the, the teacher for fifth grade and you teach English. Mm-hmm. And what I saw, I saw a video of you um, with words of affirmation. Um, mm. Can can you tell us some of the words that you have the kids saying? 
Yes, sir. Uh, definitely, man. Every day, words of affirmation are, are so important. The great Winston Churchill once said, say what you see until you see what you said. Hmm. Say what you see until you see what you said. So if I can say it enough, eventually I will start believing it. And if I believe it, eventually it will become something that I can see in my future. So I tell my kids, I'm strong. Say I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm happy. I'm amazing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm great. You know, so we, we say different words of affirmation daily, man. Uh, we basically are writing a check that we will one day be able to cash in our future when we say these words of affirmation. Uh, so I actually started a new affirmation for the virtual uh, platform. Um, so, uh, man, I just try to tailor it towards, you know, what we're going through at, at, at the moment. So, uh, man, affirmations, I'm a prime man. Uh, believer and words of affirmation. Um, I think that oftentimes, man, we can look at life and the things that happen to us and we can get depressed about it. We can com- complain about it or we can speak greatness over our lives, man. We know that life and death is in the power of your tongue and those that eat the fruit with the well thereof. So we have the, the opportunity to literally create the world that we want to see by the words that come out of our mouths. And if we can teach kids, kids this at a very, at a very young age, mm-hmm. it took me getting old, right. And being depressed, saying things that, you know, that will only bring death instead of life into my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I started to speak positivity and I started to reap the benefits of it. Right. Even the things that are happening now, uh, happening now, I basically spoke these things into my future. Now, if we can grab kids at this very moment while they're young, while they're still matriculating, if we can grab them right now and show them that there are power in your words, show them their principles, man, they can go. There, there's really no limit. There's no limit, man. So that's why I do uh, what I do, man. Uh, Brother, man, I, I I think that is beyond incredible and powerful. Now, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go with this? Like, what's 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 the end goal for you uh, with working in schools and, and, and just teaching these kids? Man, the end goal is to start my own academy. Wow. Uh, that's, that's the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we can sit, man, and we can complain about not having the resources, the diversity and inclusion in schools. Uh, We can complain about things that we don't like, the systems that we don't like in place. But oftentimes, many people, they complain, but they give no solutions, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, with me being in education, me seeing what I'm seeing and me having the, um, I guess, the determination and the courage to want to see education better. Uh, it has motivated me, man, to want to start my own academy, man, to, to really um, uh, instill in those kids, you know, those morals and values about life, man. Not just not just when it comes to, to school and academics, but about life, right? About credit, how to start your own business, man. Uh, we we need to, to just bring different uh, courses and classes that kids can benefit from in life. And I think that uh, the school system now, man, uh, a lot of things are outdated. 
There are mm -hmm. a lot of textbooks that are outdated. Yeah. And I think the changes definitely need to be made. So I agree with you 100 uh, percent. When I got into the schools and, uh, you know, start getting around kids, one of my main questions for the, the older kids was, what do you think about the school system? And 100 percent of them said we are being taught wrong. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you 100 um, percent. Just to tell you this, as far as the passion for kids, man, I was uh uh, a kid that got in a lot of trouble. I got kicked out of school in eighth grade. I stayed in uh, in-school suspension. And now, <laughs> as we're talking, I'm a long-term sub for in-school suspension. So life comes in a full circle. But I'm with you when I say that we have to um, just put our energy and, and attention towards these kids, man, um, because uh, the world needs them, uh, and they need us. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you uh, said that, man, because uh, I was a problem kid <laughs> growing up as well. No, so I, no. I Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, man, I was suspended almost every week. Uh, the teachers told my parents to have me medicated, bro. Like, wow. this guy on medicine, like, uh, he, he has some issues, you know. Uh, but my mother, she didn't do it, man. But um, I was prob probably voted most likely to not uh, succeed. <laughs> you know how, how you have people vote most likely to uh, succeed? <laughs> yeah. I was probably voted most likely to not succeed. I remember one year, man, um, I made all Fs. I didn't have a C, a D, or nothing. I made all Fs. And then the next school year, I made the, the honor roll. So they're like, oh. so he so he makes honor roll. One, I mean, straight Fs one year. Then he makes... The honor roll. Yeah. Okay, something is wrong with that. That's mm -hmm. why I say this, man. If a kid is good in one class, right, but bad in all uh, the, the other classes, that kid is not a bad kid. Mm -hmm. if, if a kid is a bad kid, that kid would be bad in every class. Come on, he should just be good when he comes to Mr. Sapp class or Mr. Jameson class. No, he should be bad in every class if that's a bad kid. So when I found a teacher that I highly respected, it made me want to go above and beyond and I let that teacher down, man. So uh, that's a message that I, I have for all the teachers, man. Stop saying that's a bad kid. That's not a bad kid. That's not a bad kid at all. If he's bad, he's bad in every class. So I agree. I agree. Um, and when, when I'm dealing with kids, man, when I see kids, mm -hmm. I see kids and mm -hmm. I see, um, man, it's, it's funny because I see them in a, I see them in a different light. It's like you say, I, I, I don't see a bad kid. Right. But what I learned real quick when I started working with kids was I had to be able to speak their language. You know, yeah. I, I, I couldn't approach them um, um, like I was talking to an adult, uh, if that right. makes sense. Um, so I think that is powerful. Here's my question for you. And, uh, some of the people already have questions for you. Okay. When you started uh, in the school system and as a black male teacher, mm -hmm. did you have issues reaching, um, a certain race uh, of kids when you got into the school or, or, or how was that transition for you when you got into the school? Mm. Uh, was, you know, I could be transparent and mm -hmm. I can say I've never had issues mm -hmm. reaching kids. Mm -hmm. um, 
I can't say I have, man. I think maybe it's because when I came into the mm-hmm. uh, school system, my uh, personality was welcoming. Yeah. You know, the kids could probably um, relate to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have a problem, you know, reaching the, uh, the kids. Mm-hmm. I just had to do the homework when it came to the curriculum, right? Because this was like first year teacher, no experience, except for work, working a, uh, a teacher strike for one month, you know? So I was just fresh into it, right? So yeah. my thing is, it was just a lot thrown on me. He was like, okay, I want you to teach writing and grammar. Then next year, I want you to teach ELA, science and social studies. I've never, never liked science and social studies, but I want you to teach science and social studies. So I was basically doing my homework, you know, trying to learn, you know, these textbooks and things of that nature. So that, I had the, the, the kids on lock, okay? I had the kids on lock. Yeah, I just yeah. had in the books. <laughs> yeah. I had to just get into studies, man. But so reaching kids um, has always been a strength uh, because I understand that there's kids are good seed, right? Mm. But sometimes good seed can be planted in bad soil. Mm. So when the when the students enter our class, right, we create this this soil, and if we can nourish this soil the right way that seed has the opportunity to flourish in the way it should grow if we nourish it right. Because mm-hmm. a child is only a product of their surroundings. Amen. And we say that what well, it, it takes a village to raise a child, right? But yes. oftentimes that village is corrupt. So mm-hmm. what happens when the village is corrupt, that means that we have to do our part to make sure that all of the systems and routines and plays, because if you do not establish culture, culture will establish itself. Mm. So that's powerful. Now, so the reason why I asked that question, because when when I got into the school system, of course, right away, uh, I could reach the kids like right away. And and it was funny because I was still realizing that my purpose was kids, but I was just realizing that I need to be in the school system. But as I was getting into the school system, what I realized was the the kids that I at times ran into issues who I had to work a little harder to get their attention was black kids, man. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was, it was, uh, man, it kept me up at night. Cause I couldn't, under- I couldn't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I asked that question, but yeah, that's why, you know, um, with every kid, um, I try to give them three things, attention, um, love and energy. Yeah. Um, and I asked that question uh, for this reason right here. I was in um, a couple of schools where, you know, I had um, certain kids that wouldn't really even really talk to me at first. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they would mm-hmm. come to me and say, man, you know, you uh, every day you scream and shout at us and uh, show us love and attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I knew. Yeah. What these kids needed, you know, and 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 what it was lacking. So, yeah, why ask that question, man? I, uh, you know what? Um, wow, you're saying that I'm um, uh, something popped up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I had when I first started doing handshakes with my second group, I had one Hispanic girl that would not do handshake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she would be uh, when I tried to, you know, like 
but she was like she was very like stand standoffish, right? Yeah. Um, she wasn't used to it. Yeah. But I never pressed the, mm-hmm. the, the situation, you know, I never forced no handshake on nobody. So she would, you know, I, I would speak to her, I would continue to, you know, show that love and kindness. But after a while, man, as she continued to, to see me greet kids every day and saw the excitement on those kids' faces, man, just seeing how they were just excited to come to class every single day. One day, sporadically, she just came in, man, and just just did the handshake and gave me a big <laughs> hug and squeezed me tight. I was like, that day man was like an amazing day for me man it just made me feel like hey i've I've been trying to you know build that connection because i i'm man i i'm the type of teacher bro um i want a connection with with every student with every student right so when i have one student that's that I can't quite get to. It bothers me, right? Mm, I, yeah. But I, but I also understand that, um, you know, that kid may not be used to that. Okay, that mm. kid may be dealing with something at home that I know nothing about, right? Um, so that kid may feel a certain kind of way uh, when a man, touch, you know. So, man, you never know what kids go through at home. So you have to be, uh, you have to be understanding of that. As, as well. So um, when she began to get comfortable, man, it was amazing. And she also, that also led to her being more engaged mm-hmm. in class after she was able to come out her shell, right? So that's why I go back to that saying that you have to be able to catch the fish before you can clean the fish. Because prior to that, that same student was quiet, very quiet in class, very quiet. But I kept my same energy. I didn't give up on her. I didn't look at her and just say, come on in. No, I didn't do that. I still said, good morning. Good morning. How are you? You doing okay? How was your night? Have a great day. Okay. So I was, I kept my same energy every single day. Mm-hmm. I was consistent. So many of us, we're, we're so quick to kick a person under the bus. Mm. You know, we have to understand that these are kids. These are kids, man. So we have to consistently pour that love and human interaction daily, man, in order to catch catch that fish. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's why, you know, I, uh, man, that's powerful. That's why I wanted to ask that question, you know, because I ran into that a couple times with um, a couple white kids. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, after me being consistent and continuing mm-hmm. to pour love and and, and and talk to them, they will ease my way and say, man, you know, uh, you, you are, you are consistent, you know, you uh, treat yeah. everybody the same. And I'm going to tell you guys this, and, and, and I'm going to say this. I had one kid that told me that, man, you know, my parents raised me not to talk to black, to black people. Mm-hmm. This is what I told the kid, and and I told the story before. I said, "Man, I don't care nothing about that because right. I love you, and I'm gonna love you regardless of how you uh, uh, think of that or how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna treat you any different." So, and man, see, I, th- that's uh, the thing. That's the thing, brother. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, racism is taught. It's something yeah. that's taught. I agree. We don't. We we don't grow up. Uh, just hating people. Just no, no. We 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 were not born born that way. You know, we were not 
created to just uh, grow up and just be hateful and, and mean to- towards people. That's something that's taught, right? Mm-hmm. So just like it's our responsibility to educate kids on Black history, guess what? It's also Caucasians, white people's job also to educate kids on Black history because guess what? They're going to be the, the ones that's going to what? To, to interact with different people every single day. And when we see things, man, in life, uh, that goes on that we do not agree with is because it has been taught, right? So we have to kind of we, we, we have to reteach kids, man. Mm-hmm. We kids have to relearn, right? Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to show kids that man, we, we have to treat everybody like we want to be treated, man. Simple principle, man. Simple principle, treat others like you you want to be treated. So it's all about responsibility to teach the history, man. To teach black, black history. We have this big misconception that it's it's a black teacher's job to teach black history. No, it's all about our job. And it's also the, the, the jobs of our white allies to, to learn more about black history. Mm-hmm. And not just black history, all history, man. Oh, yeah. All history. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of Asian hate going on that, yeah. that, that, that breaks my heart, man. You know, and, and, and we're, we're not, we, we, are, we were not like, we're not supposed to have that type of mentality, man. I agree. We 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 need more love, man, in this world. And it has just been, man, uh tough, man, it's just seeing the, the things that's going on, man. So we have to relearn. We 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 have to do some in, introspection. We gotta do a lot of introspection. Because at the end of the day, man, we all gotta leave here one day, man. And we need to make sure that our heart is right. We need to make sure our heart is pure. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that that we are being the change that we want to see for this world. And the leader that we wish that we had. I think that's important. Look, um, I have some questions uh, uh, for you over here in the chat. Um, uh, someone said this: Who is your favorite uh, NFL team? <laughs> oh man, um, y'all, y'all may may uh, talk about me bad about this, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. <laughs> Oh, that ain't bad, man. That ain't bad. <laughs> I've been a uh, Vikings fan since Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper. Nice. Chris Carter. You know, I, I yeah. had a lot of him, man, and I just stuck with him. I got you. My, the next question was this. Uh, my aunt, my aunt <laughs> the Cowboys, right, Brandon. It's, it's hey. Cowboys. Hey, I'm a Cowboy fan, man. So that, that, that's why you're talking trash. <laughs> Not the Cowboys. No, sir. <laughs> Auntie <laughs> well, said, "Said, how do you change those those troubled kids?" Uh, that's, that was her question. Okay, so uh, just like uh, that saying, mm-hmm. you have to be able to catch the fish, then mm-hmm. then clean the fish. Get to know those kids. You have to really listen to those kids, learn about those kids, have mm-hmm. a heart to heart, transparent conversation, mm-hmm. and when you have the heart to heart conversation. You will learn so much more about kids, right? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, my first year teaching um, at that strike. Yeah, I had I, I had one black kid, mm. and he was uh, Trent Richardson, <laughs> football player, NFL. Uh, Trent Richardson's nephew, right? Uh-huh. And he was man, he was rough. He was rough, you know. Uh, but but I knew. I knew that he wasn't a bad kid. I knew that he was only a product of what he's been around. 
So uh, he would come to class and other classes, he would throw desks around. He would, he would just do a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So one day I had a heart to heart conversation with him. I was like, man, what's, just talk to me. What's wrong, man? Like, like, what? like why do you do what you do, man? He was like, man, you know, I've been through a lot, man. And then I was like, man, I said, dude, you, what, 12 or 13? Like, what have you been? You, you, you ain't been through nothing. Mm-hmm. I said that then because I wasn't I, I wasn't mature mm. as I should then, right? This was my first year, okay? So I said, man, you ain't, you ain't been through nothing. You're 13 years old. Come on, man. <laughs> so he began to let it out, man. Been through this. I've been through this. I've seen this happen. I've seen my, a, a family member get killed right there in my face. I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen, I seen, and he was shooting it to me, man. And I said, man, I'm sorry. Mm. You're right. You've been through a lot, man. I said, you've been through a lot. And I apologize, man. So we had to have that heart to heart conversation in order for me to understand him, man. You know, and once he told me that, man, I I, I had to even, uh, man, so much respect for him. Um, when all the other teachers saw this trouble kid, that bad kid, mm-hmm. I saw a kid that had a traumatic experience and was only acting out as a result. And he really didn't know how to channel his, his uh, anger. He didn't know... Uh, Man. He didn't know how to. He didn't know how to control it. You know everything he saw. Yeah, yeah. Just, just thinking back at it, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. No, I understand. Let it. I understand, yeah. bro. Man, he he went through a lot, man. You know, mm-hmm. went through a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you say, he, I'm he, not crying. You are, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. That's oh that's man. That's yeah. real because yeah, he, man. These kids are hurting. Yeah, yeah, he hurt. He went through a lot, man. Uh, and, and, and once he told me, man, all the things, uh, man, it hit me, man. You know, it hit me tough, man. So, yeah. and so now, um, after my 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 first year teaching, uh, well, that first month, mm-hmm. when God gave me that preview to my future, when I came into education. Mm-hmm. I always remember that one kid. Mm. So I saw that one kid in every trouble student. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, uh, Julie Cooper asked this question. She said, and I think this is a good question. She said, do you ever get discouraged? If so, uh, how do you work through it? Man, I, I I I get discouraged. Um, well, I've gotten discouraged a lot in the past. Um, <clears throat> not more so now because I I've realized the root. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we have to find the root, right? <clears throat> and most of the time, my discouragement would come from me having kids knowing that um, my kids was were dealing with so much at home that were beyond their. Uh, control but then you have these um, standards that's put on these kids to pass these tests mm-hmm. um, and we're putting these kids in um, in school suspension and send them home and saying that they're bad kids mm-hmm. not knowing what these kids are dealing with 
at home, right? So that things like that discourages me a lot. Uh, and just the politics, you know, alone that comes with education discourages mm-hmm. me a lot. But I deal with it by keeping in mind, you know, my why for what I do. Yeah. So, so, so my why drives me. So more than me thinking about what I don't like, mm-hmm. I'm more focused on what am I doing to make these kids experience better. <clears throat> what, what, what am I doing to make sure the kids are excited about coming to class every single day? Mm-hmm. What am I doing for those kids that may never have a Christmas? Mm-hmm. What am I doing for those kids that uh, may not have a meal when when they they get home? So now I, I simply do what I can, just, just, just like before uh, virtual learning. Um, <clears throat> I would have a Christmas giveaway every year for kids. I would tell them to make Christmas lists. Yeah, so I would choose at least one gift from their list, right? So now mm-hmm. we're 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 all virtual. Well, we're back in the building. We're we're hybrid and uh, virtual now. But while we were virtual, I still had the kids make a list. So what I did this year, I actually drove to each student's house and wow. packed, gave them their their gift. So that just goes to that we have to focus on focus on what it what it can be, mm-hmm. not what it looks like. Focus on what it can be, not what it looks like. So I, I uh, man, I think that's amazing. Uh, I do have another question uh, for you. Okay. Um, uh, Brandon Hemingway said, "Do you think that black boys respond to you better?" And learn and pick up on subjects faster and understand it better. Oh, of course, um, and the reason I say that is because um, <laughs> I'm a black kid, and I and I wanted that connection growing mm-hmm. up. And I know that if I had a black male educator growing up, my experience would probably have been ten times better. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if we just take a look at st- statistics, statistics show that. Um, a, a black boy who has, has had at least one black male educator he will later go on to do great things. He will later go on to um, secondary education if he ha- if he has at least had one experience with one black male mm-hmm. educator. Because we know that black male teachers only represent that two percent in education. So of course they respond to to us better. And why is that? Mm-hmm. Part of the reason is this. There are many, many black boys growing up in single parent households. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a representation of a, a strong black man. They, they don't have a representation of, of, of a father figure, you know. Uh, so they they cleave that. Their their heart wants that. So when they see a, a black man, oftentimes they see us as as daddy, right? They mm-hmm. see us, they see us as a father figure. Mm-hmm. I have students that that in the past have called me daddy. Wow. <laughs> so, man, we we want that that dad, you know, that dad bond, you know, as young as a young black boy. And I say this because I was, you know, I grew up um you can't say a single parent. Mm-hmm. So, my father was there, but him and my mom divorced when I was very young, right? Mm-hmm. So, I wanted that connection. I needed it, man. I was I was yearning for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I got it from my uncle and mentors, man. So because it's 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 hard to see the picture, man, when you're in the frame. So that's why I can say to anybody watching, make sure you have your mentor, 
right? And 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 you don't want to get a mentor. You don't get a mentor just because you're so bad. You get a mentor because you want to keep doing good. Amen. Yeah, I love it. Um, I gotta say this to you. <laughs> I, you know, I, I follow you on social media, man. And uh, we talking about the black, uh, having that black teacher somewhere along the line. Um, when I was in high school, man, it was a black teacher. You've been listening to Talk To Me Tuesdays with NFL veteran Ricky Sapp. Tune in Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Want to see and chat with Ricky live on the video broadcast? Visit crowdcast.io slash Ricky's app live.